Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and tonight I have some awesome, awesome guests with us. Um, but before we get to them, I'm going to uh, introduce my co-host, uh, Laura Jean. How are you doing, Laura? Hey, how are you? It's been a good day. I just sent in for an audition, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hopefully you get it. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you don't feel too rushed. <laughs> um, and then... With us, uh, we've got Jackson Barr here. How are you doing, Jackson? Hello. Hello. Hello, uh, Jonathan and Lara and Craig. How are you? Hey. <laughs> Great. Uh, and, and I, uh, I just want to uh, say, Craig, do you feel real comfortable with that musical intro? Because you, uh, 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 as opposed to me, you, you, you're you a man of many, many talents. So you've been involved with all kinds of sound as well as script writing, directing, acting, and so forth. How about that intro? Pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah, pretty impressive. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'd like to have that intro every time I walk into a room, you know. So There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Craig, Craig, how do you do? You pronounce your last name Hammond or Heyman? Uh, Hemune. It's it's a Hawaiian. No, no, I'm just kidding. It's Hammond. Yeah. German. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, just like making sure. Um, like a Hammond for some ham. Hammond for some ham. <laughs> Hammond. Uh, okay. Like okay, Laura Jean. All right. <laughs> it's a good night. I'm gonna be choosing you all for yeah. today. <laughs> It's a real uh, name. So, I admire people who have real names. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into let's get into how did you guys get started uh as writers? Um Jackson, you've been doing this stuff uh since like I guess the eighties and you know, uh was it mid to late eighties. How did uh how did you get into writing? Well, I I um uh... Stumble like uh, unlike other people, it was not my purpose. I I was uh, involved in kind of political and uh, public communications advertising, and uh, in Austin, Texas, in California, and I was doing. Uh, I, I I had a contract with the state of California to develop a seatbelt campaign. Uh, you could learn a lot from a dummy campaign arose out of that. And uh, but I, I'd always been involved in film business in uh, Austin uh, and, and in LA, producing public service things, ads, and that sort of thing. And um, I uh, I wound up um, getting involved in some screenwriting things. And one day, uh, Roger Corman's wife uh, called me up. Uh, I'd written a screenplay uh, on spec. Um, uh, 
that that um, they made. Uh, it was uh, called you. you uh, I forget what it was called. Let me see. Uh, Nowhere to run. They had about five titles for it before it finally got released. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, um, um, and I did a few pictures for Roger at body chemistry and a few things like that. And, um, and you know, anybody at Craig, you'll know this. Uh, um, the way it was with Roger, if you're good enough, you won't have to work for me again. You know, <laughs> I, I wasn't so good. So I wound up writing a few for Charlie Band. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I had a good friend, Ted Nikolai. Oh, yeah. uh, who di- directed a, a wonderful guy, a wonderful mm-hmm. director, and, and he and I had worked together in Austin and, and in <clears throat> California, and uh, and uh, they had a concept of some kind called um, um, subspecies. They had a poster. Right. Again, uh, <laughs> Craig, you, you're familiar with this drill. Oh, yeah. Here's the poster. Write the goddamn script. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And, and so I wound up uh, writing subspecies and, I did, uh, and a number of other things, but it was just all kind of stumbling along. It, I don't have the pedigree that Craig has, a real filmmaker, did you, did a real storyteller. Uh, I, I, I was just fucking around. Jackson, did you meet <laughs> Angus Grimm when you did uh, subspecies? I, I'd say that again. Did you meet Angus Scrim at all? When you were working with Full Moon, uh, yes, I think I did. You're working with Ted Nicolau and stuff. Just yeah, wondering, cause yeah, I, yeah, subspecies and all. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 I had a, uh, I had a Romanian friend. I was living in L.A. on Crescent <laughs> Heights Boulevard at the time, and I had this Romanian friend who said he had been the Mickey Rooney of M- Romania in the 1940s or 30s or something. And I, I pestered Ted, you got to take this guy. Uh, God, I wish I could think of his name. He was a great character actor, wonderful. Misha, whatever his name was. And Ted took him over, and of course he turned out to be the biggest problem on earth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ted never forgave me. <laughs> well, but, but well, you know they had worked, that was if when you worked for you, Charlie uh, Band. Iron Curtain. Huh? If you worked for Charlie Band Jackson, then you knew what Romantic. I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it was it was all kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all kind of interesting, and uh, but it was uh, I I don't have. I, I was just a stumbling along, oh, you know, hell, you know, I can pick up a few thou here or there. That, that was me. I, I, I wasn't a real devoted filmmaker, storyteller like like Craig, and I, oh, I, don't, I don't want anybody to think that I pose as such. I was just stumbling along. Oh, you know. Well, um, thank you for two. Uh, Craig, how did you get into writing? I got into writing just playing writing when I was like about six years old. <laughs> I wrote my first ah. short story. I thought well, as I was, you know, growing up that I was going to be a, a novelist. Or um, actually, then I went to college and I started taking journalism. Then I thought I was going to be a journalist. <clears throat> and then one day, I stumbled into this class uh, taught by a man named Bob Holkabor, where I met Paul Schrader and I realized that, oh, people write screenplays. I mean, I've been a big movie fanatic all my life, and I didn't even consider the fact that maybe, you know, 
I could be a screenwriter. So I moved down here to California, and really, when I first got here, um, I started out as an actor and doing uh, stunt work. But uh, little by little, I, I started writing um, uh, mostly for um, you know B movies and and some things that didn't even get produced really. Uh, but you know, I was getting making some money doing that. And then, uh, like Jackson, I, I uh, wrote some things for Full Moon. I actually did four projects for them. Um, and uh, I was introduced at Full Moon by Courtney Joyner. And oh, yeah. By, yeah, and by uh, my manager at the time, Catherine James. And then that's how I got to know Charlie Band. And uh, I did... Uh, Dollman versus Demonic Toys, and I did two rewrites on. As every writer at Full Moon has a whole bunch of rewrites you do, usually uncredited, but you do them all the time for Full Moon. That's how they do it, or they used yeah. to do it. I don't, I don't know now. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just, you know, just their process. And then we were going to do, and this is something I'm really sad about. We were going to do a Lovecraft uh, movie uh, that, um, unfortunately they could not get the rights for. And uh, oh. that was Shadow over Innsmouth. They got the rights for so oh, many wow. of them, but they just couldn't get that one. And I was very disappointed. I, I They had posters written uh, made up, and my name was on it. And uh, they were going to approach Stuart Gordon and, and Jeff Combs. And Jeff was a friend of mine. And, um, you know, it just didn't happen. But those were the oh, projects wow. I did at Full Moon. And uh, the Dollman versus Demonic Toys was really a lot of fun because Tim Thomerson was involved with that, another person I truly like, really think he's a quality man. And uh, Courtney was actually, a lot of people don't know this, but yeah. Courtney Joyner was one of the producers on Dollman oh, versus wow. Demonic Toys. Good so, guy, yeah. Yeah, just a wonderful guy. Uh, and Courtney's a very close friend of mine, one of my best friends. And so, I mean, I've met a lot of people through Full Moon, which you do when you work at Full Moon. And um, it was a really rewarding time. It really was. It was a lot of fun. And if this oh, stuff isn't right. fun, you should do it, you know. So. <laughs> right. Because if it's not fun, it's I, I'm be, glad you mentioned the like, fun part. I uh, enjoy doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because when I was doing that stuff, it was, it certainly wasn't about the money, although if you're not making any money anywhere else, it's good. You know, but, oh, yeah. but it was I mean, fun. I, you, you, I was, your movies got made. made. Yeah. I mean, yeah. These movies, your movies got made. I'd absolutely. Gone through absolutely. That, that, that big disappointment. I had a big deal with, with William Marsh representing me and and uh, my, my my partner, Robin Madden. We'd worked together on the You Could Learn a Lot from a Dummy thing, and we, we had a pitch. When Richard Pryor was the king of Hollywood, he was at Columbia. You know, I mean, they had him. Uh, 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 he was the biggest thing on earth. Oh, and yeah. we went and we pitched a movie to uh, Columbia called "I Was a Negro for the FBI," and it was a civil rights comedy. You know, it was yeah. black comedy to to the extreme. Um, it, it, it's hard to imagine now. You couldn't do that now. But at the time, oh, God, they went wild over it. This is going to be Richard's big thing. I made more money. Robin and I split up more money on writing two drafts of that screenplay than I ever made anywhere else. And then Richard set his ass on fire. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Yeah, yeah. and and it just uh, boom! All of a sudden, we had this. We, Hollywood's a very superstitious community, you know. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, we had this like jinx over. That's when I changed my name to Jackson Barr and started writing for Corman and Charlie Band. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I had fun <laughs> writing. For, for what in my generation would we would have called B movies? I don't know what you yeah, the video, you know. Yeah. Uh, although I, I I wrote Body Chemistry, it actually had theatrical release, and and but basically, you know, the idea was you write some stuff, and you work with some people, you're unhappy about this, you're unhappy about that, but the damn thing gets made. Yes, and that's what I, that I agree effect. so much. I agree yeah. so much. I mean, I I'm sure. Thing. I'd rather do that. I mean, I've had assignments where, they, you know, like I told, said before, that they don't get produced. You know, I get paid and all that, but they get, don't get produced. That doesn't do me yeah. any good. So, yeah. very exactly. frustrating. Yep. Out of all the interviews we've had from Full Moon, it seems like that's the overall statement that just everyone that worked there was there for the project and, you know, to make something happen and just make, make just some fun stuff and uh, get things out there. And it, it just seems like all you guys are, have such a great energy. It's so great that every single one that we have interviewed, every single person has had such a great experience. And that's, and that's rare to find, you know, like at least for our percentage rate on this show, you know, like it's rare to find that. It, it seems like you guys did find a good uh, film family. Oh, yeah. Well, and, full, um, full, moon, full Moon provided, uh, uh, it provided us work. It provided us uh, with an opportunity to be creative and do what we like to do. But as Jackson said, the movies got made. And I mean, that's, you know, that way you could look at uh, a poster of a movie that was released, whether it was on big screen or um, video at the time or didn't matter, but your name was on it and it got made. And that's important because in Hollywood, there's just, there's so many projects going at all times. And so many of them don't get made. They so just true. We, we, we both know so many. We have so many friends, you know, that had development this and development that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, um, and um, they end up falling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, really... guys like Charlie, you know, he's a hell of a character, and everybody knows uh, uh, that he's um, – I, I, Sonny Carl Davis called me up a couple of days ago, a gr- good friend of mine. Every, every time I'd write a movie for Charlie Band, I'd, I'd try to write a part for Sonny Carl in it. And he called me up that day, and he just got back from a week in Las Vegas on Evil Bong 5 or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and he said, you son of a bitch, you don't even remember that character, Rabbit. That I'm playing an evil bong is a character you created in I, I, some other damn Charlie Band movie. But he said, Charlie figured out, I'll take that character and put him into this damn thing with a bong with a goddamn leaf blower on it or whatever. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm sorry. I just have to admire that kind of chut spot, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it was uh, too. It was Transfers 2 where you created Rabbit. And, um, Rabbit, that's and, where it, oh, it was Transfers 2 is where it came from. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. Oh, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned that. That's the only movie, 
that I ever worked for with Charlie, where I actually was worked with the the, the, the cast a little bit. Helen Hunt, who had been yeah, a child yeah. actress, right? A couple right, of years yeah. later, she's a damn Oscar runner. She's yeah. in this, and Tim Tomlinson, who's a hell of a goddamn great character actor, he was in it. He yeah, absolutely, people. absolutely. And and, and uh, actually, Charlie, like, had, we had a dinner and we had script readings and so forth. Like, I, I think it's the only time I've ever treated like a, a writer, you know, before, <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, two or three, two or three meetings maybe with the cast before they started filming. Uh, yeah. Even even uh, even Roger didn't do that, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, Charlie, I I I just when when Sonny called me the other day, we had a good laugh about all that stuff, and and uh, I said, you know, my hat's off to that goddamn Charlie man. That big he has been up down all around and all that. He's still going, baby. And <laughs> uh, sure. uh, I, you you know, I admire him. Yeah, I do too. Um, now, yes. on the last show that we did, we did with um, uh, we actually did with uh, Courtney Joyner and um, with uh, uh, with Jeff Burr. Um, oh, and God, on the last kidding. show, yeah, they talked about the um, the new, I guess, celluloid, um, the the new documentary being made about uh, Full oh, Moon. Oh, yeah. Did you guys did you guys get interviewed for that particularly, especially? Jackson, since you had done a few of the other, like, Robot Wars and stuff like that, which was connected to Robot Jocks, did they interview you or talk to you about that yet? I'm not, I remember writing Robot Wars. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, (laughs) And I don't know the etymology of what, were there, were there Robot Warrior movies before Robot Wars, or was it something can, can can y'all tell me how it fit into the scheme of things? Were there other robot robots fighting wars before robot wars? All I remember is Charlie called me in. He had a poster and said, "Can you write a movie for this?" You know. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe there probably was. Now, I, now I, got I remember. Enjo- I remember liking the script I wrote, but I don't think I ever saw the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a fun movie. I uh I did, I was not part of what Jeff and uh, Courtney did. Um, Courtney okay. had talked about it to, with me, and I don't know if I was supposed to be a part of it or not. But I I know I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't but sure because really I know cool. a lot if of the two people. If there's two people who can do something like that, it's Jeff and, and Courtney. They're definitely they're real good guys, and they could they could put something together. They, like they, that. Oh, really right. cool. yeah, they knew what they were doing. They just need yeah. some dialogue, you know. And, Absolutely. Uh, but think back about that. What was that? Ninety two, ninety three, or something? I mean, yeah, ninety three. Could we we could we even imagine the world we live in today? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no! I'm kidding. I mean, goddamn, we weren't too far off, were we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no kidding. There hasn't been any robots, but technology has advanced to like in a you know there might as well be, you know the way it is the way like the world is. Oh, wait a minute! So, wait a minute! Yeah, wait a minute! When when it comes to robots, no, there's there's uh, tremendous advancements, and some, in my opinion, are pretty darn scary. I mean, this whole sex bot thing that they've got going in Japan. 
Um, oh, you know, yeah, that's that, that, that kind of gives me the chills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Craig, you're right. I mean, it, where it is today is actually scarier than the mechanical universe we were writing yeah. about. You know, I mean, yeah. back when we it, were writing, they yeah. really were fantasy, but not not. Yeah, now. it's I much mean, even Terminators are starting to. You know, I mean, you look at the uh, what's going on in the military. <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah, those. Yeah. Uh, if, if Charlie had two hundred million to spend, with it would would have had Terminator. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 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 but. But in a way, it um, it presaged a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, some yeah. of these silly little kind of ideas that he had. Oh, I want to make a movie here. I want to do this, and Full Moon's going to market this and do that. He presaged a lot of stuff. He um, he deserves more credit than I would have given him twenty years ago. Let me put it that I way. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Laura, do you have any questions you want to ask? Yeah, well, I mean, just like, you know, last week, I guess, um, just what was your favorite film you've worked on in your career? We'll start with uh, Craig. We'll start with Craig. How about that? Okay. What did you just ask? I I didn't miss that. What was your favorite film you've worked on in your career thus far? Or if there's one coming up that you want to talk about? Um, Wow. Um, I would say the one I d- directed was Boogie Boy. I would say um, oh, yeah. I did one recently called Showdown in Manila That's a, that I just wrote that I liked because I liked a lot of the people on uh, on yeah. board with that. But yeah. probably one Craig, of Craig, I'm going to watch both of those in the next couple of days. I am oh, embarrassed cool. to say I haven't seen either one uh, of them. That's all right. But I, am, but, I, but I, I am the looking one forward to watching them. I might be... <laughs> the most happiest with was my best friend's birthday. It was made on no budget. It was like going to a film school and um, it was a headache from beginning to end, but it was so fun from beginning to end. And uh, it was a real passion work. And, um, and so was Boogie Boy as far as that goes. And a headache too. But uh, um, those, those two problems. Full black and white, right? And My best that, friend's like birthday. Tarantino? Yeah, that that's that's yeah. uh, that was a black Craig, and white. The, what's yeah. the story on the the fire that occurred? I I I I have YouTubed that, and it's like, oh wow, you can see the genius in both you guys coming out. Um, y'all were just a couple of guys working in a video store, right? Well, I mean, no, we weren't. <laughs> um, Quentin was. I wasn't working in a video store. I met Quentin at the. Oh. Uh, James Best Theater Center. It was an acting school, and we became yeah. very close friends there. And uh, I pitched the idea of my best friend's birthday to him because we wanted to do a movie. We just wanted to say, you know, um, you know, everybody wants to do a movie stuff, and then, oh, we don't have the money, we don't have the money. We figured, okay, fine, we don't have the money, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah. Quentin said, you come up with an idea, and I'll direct it. And so we oh. had a... Um, we were at a, a wedding reception for a good friend, and we spent the whole time, you know, drinking, and uh, I was pitching this idea, and he was adding on to it as I pitched it. And that's where we got the idea for my best friend's birthday, which was at the time right somewhat, somewhat biographical of Quentin and my relationship at that time. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, we worked our asses off on it, but we didn't, never really had much money. It was still it was a struggle. We didn't know what we were doing. And, um, but that's <laughs> cool because that's right? how we Those learned. I mean, Quentin fun. said that yeah. too. 
Quentin has yeah. said that too. Oh, that wow. is film school, and it was mine as well. And that that was really that was awesome. That was I have to rank that up there with Boogie Boy as far as my two favorites. Boogie Boys, of course, amazing. caught my attention because I, I, since I'm, uh, so to speak, retired from uh, the B movie world and moved back to East Texas, I've become involved in roots music and uh, mainly boogie, the history of boogie woogie music, how it arose yeah. in the area where I live now and all that. So anything's got boogie in the title, I, you know, I got my yeah. <laughs> attention. <laughs> but back, but. But, but no boogie woogie to, music and boogie boys. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, that's, LA, I, I, I've, I've made a few documentaries about it uh, in the last couple of years, and uh, but um, that uh, birthday thing. Have y'all been approached? Have you been approached about doing a documentary about that? About how that evolved? There's a uh, um, a gentleman named Andrew Roush who is yeah. writing a book right now. Uh, he's been interviewing the people that were working ah. on My Best Friend's Birthday. So there is a book that's going to come yeah. out. I, I don't know when, because he's he's doing the interviews now. Um, and oh, he did an inter- several interviews with me, and they were very thorough. And yeah. uh, he's gotten his hands on a lot of stills that have never seen, been seen before of the movie and uh, oh, wow. myself and working on it. So that that could be pretty interesting. I don't know about any documentary, but the book oh, itself God, is it would be out. Oh, it would be should, fabulous. Should be really I, good. I, everybody would ask, be interested in May I ask, what did you use back then for that film to shoot on? What camera was it? We borrowed a camera from Fred Olin Ray. It was a 16-millimeter Bolex. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you could not take the, the film cartridge off of it, so it held a whopping three minutes of film. So after wow. three minutes, we had you know, 100 feet, we had to, you know, reload. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. like you'd be in the middle of a scene, you know, like, uh, you know, we're out. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, wow. And, and, you know, back then it was probably cheaper. I mean, for my film school, I remember a few years ago we were doing a thesis with that. And with the 32 millimeter, and it was like a hundred dollars yeah. for a three minute roll, and that that was just a few years ago. But you know, nowadays to shoot on film is just crazy expensive. You know, oh god, yes. At least back yes. then, I mean, it, you could have some fun with it at least, and kind yeah. of oh, absolutely. maybe mess up a roll or two. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. Now that go the, ahead, uh, please. The atmosphere of uh, low-budget filmmaking has changed. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, people can shoot a movie on okay. their phone nowadays. Uh, Hollywood kind of took over the uh, independent production companies, a lot of them, and so now, you know, uh, the budgets on independent films have dropped dramatically, and that yeah. means you have to go digital. You have to. You can't go, yeah. go on with film processing nowadays unless know, you have the money so to beautiful. do it. I know. I might just use my 1980s camcorder. Like, <laughs> my dad's camcorder, bring that back, maybe. But Netflix doesn't accept anything higher than, like, 4K. So everyone, like you said, everyone has to go digital if they want to be online because then they have, they have all these rules and regulations now. You yeah. Know? So it's, it's fast. It's interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens with the next 10 years where it goes. Well, yeah, I mean, things will change again. I mean, things are always yeah. changing, so. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So let's go to Jackson. Like, um, let's uh, talk about what, what was one of your favorite films that you worked on. And thank you, Craig. That's an amazing story, by the way. Like, Quentin Tarantino is one of my favorite directors. So anything oh, about him. Like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, my uh, uh, my first venture into uh, independent filmmaking, also sixteen millimeter bowlegs. <laughs> It's a rock and roll uh, uh, rockumentary. It's called Jive Ass. It's a, a band uh, out of Memphis, Tennessee, called Larry Raspberry and the High Steppers. And we filmed them in Memphis and New Orleans. Uh, God, we had Doc, Professor Longhair join them. You know, we had this stuff, you know, and Austin and so forth. And we had, uh, that was that was when I first worked with Ted Nikolai. He edited that film. And it was yeah. a oh, cool! Rock and roll documentary, and it was just great. They were just such a cool. great band and all this sort of thing. But there were complications. They were tied to Stax music that was in Memphis that was going through bankruptcy, and there was all this, that, and the other. And then my Houston financiers. Uh, shut it down after we uh, exhibited it in five theaters because there was still some kind of uh, tax credit in those days. If you, you they could take money uh, credit, in, you know, if uh, as a failed movie, and, and uh, I guess it was. I don't. Know. <laughs> but, oh my God, we, we had cameramen all over, and, and they could only get three minutes at a time. You know, they had to relay down things. Now, now look, you're walking around with stuff in your pocket that can shoot beautiful stuff and record. Well, you know, the technology has changed enormously. And yeah. But interestingly, even though the technology changed, you would think would favor independent, low-budget filmmakers, the institutional uh, thing hasn't uh, become more flexible. It's it's yeah. as hard as ever to get a goddamn independent thing made, even though yeah. uh, even though technologically you don't have to have wet film, you don't have you know you you can do stuff, but you um, they still got a block on you over there. You, you get anything yeah. done, you know? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But. What the hell? Uh, you know, people persevere and uh, they get around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. What is your uh, What is your favorite, uh, Jackson? What's your favorite movie that you've that you've worked on? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand it. Uh, I said, uh, what you? is your What is your favorite movie that you worked on? Oh, uh, actually. One I liked the most. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit saddest about it. It was uh, it was done. Julia Corman produced it, and it was originally called uh, Oh hell, I forget what it was called. But it, it ultimately released as Nowhere to Run, and then Roger sold the title, and they made a kickboxing movie out of it. But it was <laughs> star Jason Priestley. <laughs> And um, um, Henry Jones, a great character actor. Oh, my God. You know, 
Little boys have little blue electric chairs. Little girls have little pink electric chairs from the bad seed. Henry Jones was in it. Uh, David Carradine starred in it. Oh, wow. And it was a movie yeah. that I wrote from the heart. And it's the only one I've ever released with my own name, Jack Canson, instead of uh, Jackson Barr. Um, um, but and Carl Franklin directed it, and uh, he later oh, went on wow. to do Devil in a Blue Dress and a few other things. Uh, a nice, wonderful guy, black director. I think it was his first feature. But if 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 it had been given a good budget, that would have been a hell of a movie. Um, but uh, you know, it became a Corman thing where instead of shooting on location in Caddo Lake in East Texas, where I currently live, mm-hmm. uh, they shot it at Malibu State Park. You know, <laughs> where it didn't look anything. <laughs> <laughs> Completely uh, different. Uh, yeah, but some of the performances were just great, and I just loved the script. And and it was based on a true story that uh, that I had grown up with over here in East Texas, and that was my favorite screenplay. Uh, I was very Aww. very disappointed, not because Carl or anybody else did a bad job. It's just that it was inadequately funded for uh, yeah. the level of production it required, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I, I love that movie and. Um, um, I wish it had been uh, reached its potential, uh, and which it would have if it had just had another two million dollars. You know, like yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Um, also, uh, well, also, is, uh, I would have loved to have seen I was a Negro for the FBI produced. That would have been a hell of a movie. But only Richard Pryor <laughs> could have done that movie. And uh, yeah. Boy, that would have been awesome. Uh, Robin Madden and I got paid enormously well, but he went in the vault uh, when Richard set himself on fire. And uh, I, I remember we 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 were represented by Mike Simpson, at, uh, William Morris at the time. You know, and, you know he was hot, still is, I guess, if he, he hadn't retired. Um, and um, Mike Simpson. I for, I for, yeah, I forget who was the head of uh, Columbia at the time. Uh, oh. I'll think of his name in a minute. Because Mike Simpson Big had guy. Uh, William Morris is uh, Quentin's agent. Yeah, yeah, he big big guy, and he was a friend of ours. We'd known him from Austin. He'd worked his way up from the mailroom, and he, and uh, started representing me, and uh, 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 and we had a couple of development deals, and nothing came of them. But then we came up with this idea for. For uh, Richard Pryor, which uh, Richard, you know, he had Ebony Productions or whatever, you know, and yeah. G- uh, Jim, uh, uh, the football star, you know, was his manager over there, and and they sent us in to the head of uh, Columbia to make the pitch, and and we made the pitch, and at the end of the pitch, he says, "I'm going to send you over to see Jim Brown. You remember who Jim Brown is?" Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible guy. And he said, if he doesn't break your fucking neck, I'm on green light this movie. So <laughs> a couple of days a couple of days later, we go over there, and we go in this meeting, and uh, uh, about 15 of the most beautiful 
women you ever saw in your life around this uh, table with their, you know, yellow pads and pencils. And and then uh, Jim Brown walks in, and he's like about, oh, God, like seven foot five or something. <laughs> I mean, just the most incredible specimen of masculinity you ever saw in your life. Just incredible guy. And uh, Robin and I are standing there shaking hands, and, and Robin says, Robin was from Dallas, you know, and he says, Mr. Brown, I just want you to know that when you played in the Cotton Bowl for Syracuse versus Texas, well, it was the first time a black person on a football team had played in the Cotton Bowl, and this is like in the uh, – late 50s or whatever, you know. He said, I just want you to know, when you played for Syracuse and Cotton Bowl, I was there in the stand. And Jim Brown looked at him and said, you weren't one of them to holler and kill that nigger, were you? He said, no, sir. No, sir, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And then we made our pitch. And Jim Brown looked around and he said, this is the best movie idea for Richard I've heard yet. Go get it, boys. And boom, you know, two or three days later, you know, we're getting big checks, you know, to start. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and we wrote the first draft, and then everybody's excited. And the only time we met Richard was in the parking lot. He drove up in a yellow Kernish Rolls Royce while we were standing outside <laughs> getting ready to meet with Jim again. And he said, you the white boys working on my movie? Yeah, we are. Yes, sir. Yo, good. Get at it. You know, that was it. And... Uh, <laughs> and we were uh, about halfway through the second draft with big paychecks, and Richard set himself on fire. Yeah, yeah, he had issues, so, yeah, that's a bummer. And everything changed. He he didn't want to be the great black hope anymore, you know. He made a couple of films, you know, and stuff afterward, but that, uh, that civil rights comedy was no longer on his agenda, and uh, they yeah. shut down all of that. And, and, and around that point, I went, I had a couple of little development deals. They weren't going anywhere. And then Julie Corman called and said, I want to make this movie. And um, it was, I said, okay. And from then on, I was a B-movie writer. <laughs> I never made the A-list again. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't care. I just I, I didn't want to go through that agony anymore. I just wanted to see little things get done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, getting them done. That's great. Right. Um, okay, well, we're approaching like about uh, like seven minutes till it's over. So I wanted to, um, I guess, just wrap this up by um, asking, I guess, let's start with Craig. Uh, Craig, uh, you got, uh, was it Showdown in Manila that just came yeah. out on, uh, I think oh, it's like I on Red, I, I got it so on Red bad. Uh It's on Redbox, so you guys can rent it or you can buy it probably at like Walmart, I'm sure. Um uh, it is Mark Dukaskis' uh, directorial debut. Huge fan yeah. of his, as you know, I think, Craig. I, I've talked yeah. about him before uh, to you and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge fan. Uh, so it was great seeing that. It's a it's a great movie. Everybody should go and get it, um, especially support um, people like Donna Jack and Wilson that's in it, Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, just huge, huge cast list. Uh, Casper Van Dien. I mean, um, freaking yeah. Mark Dukaskis. In the cameo, I mean, just well worth it. Um, do you have any other projects that you want to um, pimp out and kind of let people know about? Well, the guy who um, 
I worked with on that, Alex Nevsky, um, who was actually, you know, the producer and um, starred in that. Um, I, I just wrote something for him called Savage Attack. It's in pre-production. And oh, nice. uh, mm-hmm. I can't I, I can't go into much detail because, I don't know, it's sometimes, you know, they, they just like to keep things kind of quiet until they get, they're ready to announce, you know. Right. And um, mm-hmm. and get the cast and all that. So he's working on that. And then I'm also working on a um, – I can't talk about this either because the producer doesn't want to – but it's a, um, a very uh, violent and strange uh, television series that uh, we hope to get off oh, the ground nice. as well. And uh, so I'm writing episode 10 now, awesome. and I've written nine episodes. We'll see what happens if that works. Um, yeah. It, it's pretty it, – it's out there. But, um, uh, you know, it, it's going to be kind of a, um, a little bit like a, a graphic novel type yeah. look and approach oh, wow. to it but also uh but not not to the point that it's just surrealistic or anything yeah and, that's um, great yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that that's something that i'm extremely excited about and the producer involved is um pretty big time but you know what it, it, in this business you just don't know what's going to go and what isn't but i am keeping yeah. busy well so. sending positive awesome. vibes well, your way for that because that sounds yeah. really exciting let me just add very quickly, Craig. I'm gonna follow you very carefully in the next few days and catch up on everything. I, 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 you are the real deal. You're exactly the kind of person I admire who works so hard. You can do it all: act, produce, direct, write. Uh, I, 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 you, you put your soul into making movies, and uh, I you. didn't do that. I, I admire you so much for that, and I've done a little boning up on you in the last 24 hours, and I just feel negligent. I, ju- I just dropped out. I came to the swamps of East Texas, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> I, am, uh, I am so glad I had the opportunity to share a little time with you. I, I, you're, you're exactly the kind of guy I admire the most in this field. Oh, yeah, same. Thank well, you. Both of you. Uh, you guys are amazing. And it's been yeah. like, so Jackson, great to I, talk to you guys. It's been great. Yeah. Well, yeah. For both and, of you. And uh, Jackson, I, I know you, Jackson, I know you haven't really been doing much in the way of film, but have you been doing anything else? What have you been up to? Uh, Jackson? Oh, there he is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I miss a question? Oh yeah, I'm hard of hearing. I'm a, I'm an old man over here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I just I reiterate what I said is I, I am just so proud and so honored to be, just share a little time with you, Craig. You're just man. You you are the kind of guy that keeps the film business going, buddy. I really oh, admire no, you. No, I'm not. It's fine. Well, Thank well, you, Jackson. It's, it's, now now it's on you. Like, do you have anything that you're working on or? or right now you want to talk about or you know any any shout outs you want to give you Craig any shout outs go ahead (laughs) I'm so damn hard of hearing I don't think I understand anything but I want to thank you and Jonathan (laughs) and Craig and all of you for doing this and thank y'all so much for for rooting me out and having me an opportunity to talk (laughs) with you guys thank you so much if there's a shout out that anyone wants to give to us um, ah. Please tweet, tweet me. I'm at uh, at cardiac underscore shock on Twitter, <laughs> and um, you know, 
anyone has any questions or anything. Uh, as yeah. far as a shout-out, I just want to say hi to Mark Dacascus. That's one thing I want to say. I was really happy uh, to work on, on uh, Showdown with him, and he's been a good friend of mine for like over 30 years. He's just one of the coolest yeah. human beings I've ever met in my life. So, oh, that's well, great. You, there you are. Well, that's great. Relationship. In, uh, yeah, like me and Ted, 30 years ago. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Uh, Thank you all. I'm going to sign off, um, uh, but I sure have enjoyed this. I've got your contact. You'll hear from me soon, Craig. Thank you so much. I love <laughs> you. Bye. Thank you. Right, you guys have a great night. All right, everybody, yeah, night, have a great night. Thank, thank you, Jonathan. So yes. Uh, thank you all. This is awesome. Uh, have a great night, everybody. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Bye. Good night, y'all. Thank you all. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.